So we're talking with Kristen Blinson, who is Vice President, Chief Operating Officer for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. And we're trying to get a sense of what and where the idea for the cafe came from, the origin of the building and the Community Matters relationship. So Kristen, I'm just gonna let you talk. And as I think of things, I'll write them down and ask you more questions and prompt you. But where did it all begin? You've been here six years in this role. Where did it all begin? What was that building before? And where did the concept come from? Yeah, um, so when I got here, um, it was just an empty building. Years and years ago, it had been used as a thrift store here. So like a lot of Goodwill or other kind of nonprofits, we had a thrift store and it didn't do very well and was shut down. And um, so the building just accumulated junk. You know how in your house you have that one room or that one closet that just is where you put stuff you don't know what to do with? And so literally, you could hardly walk through it, 5,500 square feet, 100-year-old building, brick, uh, just beautiful, but just full of junk. Um, about 10 years ago, the roof was leaking really badly, the structural beams were starting to be compromised, and one of our longtime donors to Charlotte Rescue Mission came along and said, you guys are crazy to not use this building. It's right in uptown Charlotte, and it's charming, and it's beautiful. And, you know, the board at the time said, no, 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 we're gonna tear it down. And, and this one donor kept fighting for this building. He could really see potential. Um, he's in commercial real estate, and so that was kind of his thing. So he finally um, offered to pay himself and have his crews come and do this. They fixed the roof, they fixed the beams, and they installed some new windows along the front. Um, and his goal was not to um, finish it completely, but to just help us see what maybe we couldn't see because it was leaking and falling down and dark. And, and so I think we did. And I think at that time when I arrived here in 2012, there was a lot of buzz about what we could do with this building. And um, we've been through several iterations of plans for it. There was talk of making it um, office space because our staff is in desperate need of office space, as you guys well know. Um, but I think we just kept coming back to, is there a way we could better utilize this space to serve the people we serve better? You know, I would love a nice office, but I'm not sure that that was the highest and best use of that, of that building. And so we just kind of kept dreaming, knowing that the right thing would come along. And um, I had a young woman on my staff, I'll give her a shout out, Amy Sinclair, um, and she was a real kind of a foodie and a coffee lover and she was our grant writer at the time and she kept saying this would be a perfect coffee shop this would be a perfect coffee shop well none of us knew anything about coffee and so it seemed really pie in the sky and she just kept dreaming she kept talking about it and when she left here a couple years later to go take another job one of the last things I did with her is I said, will you just come stand in that space with me and dream out loud again? And let me try to capture what your ideas were because she was really the sole champion for that idea. Um, and so we did that and then it kind of fizzled for a while and then um, resurrected itself um, a couple years later, we had an opportunity to apply for something called Seed 20 which, as we like to say, is a cross between Shark Tank and The Bachelor in Charlotte. It's kind of a live on stage competition of uh, nonprofits giving a pitch. And um, Brittany Jenkins was doing our grant writing at the time, and 
she said this would be really fun to apply for but they don't tend to pick you know old kind of stodgy nonprofits that have been doing what they do in the community for 80 years like us they tend to pick new entrepreneurial things and like do we have anything we can pitch and um, without even asking my boss full disclosure sorry Reverend Tony I said well you know we had this crazy idea to turn that space into a cafe it's a short application it's an hour of your time let's just throw it in and see what happens never thinking we would be selected um, and we were and so that was kind of the moment where we thought oh okay uh, we need to put together an actual proposal for what this might look like and then talk a little bit about what Tony tells that you threw him under the bus and his experience <laughs> with C20 yeah, so they, you know, we kind of sheepishly went into Tony's office and, and said we have good news and bad news. The good news is we um, you know, won this opportunity for you to compete live on stage with 19 other nonprofits um, for cash prizes and, and also kind of recognition and support. And I said, but the bad news is we sort of pitched an idea that we didn't really have a plan for, nor board approval, nor <laughs> staff involvement. <laughs> and um, so that it just lit a fire under us at that point and we thought okay let's do it let's just see what happens and if it takes off it takes off if it doesn't it doesn't and so he spent the next few months preparing he had to get a pitch speech down to less than two minutes which i'm pretty sure he could still do in his sleep today um and we had a chance to compete on stage we won third place um seventy five hundred dollars which in the scope of the work we knew that building would need, it was absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. But it, it was like this spark, it was like it ignited something and suddenly people were coming up to us and asking about it and people were starting to send in donations and it just felt like at that moment we got some traction and we could talk about it in a way maybe that we felt confident that maybe we could actually do this. So right in the middle of that process in early 2017 mm -hmm. you were already in a relationship with Community Matters mm -hmm. as a volunteer group talk about that and how that all came about yeah so Community Matters is a really cool organization they are made up of 80 different insurance and risk management companies in the city of Charlotte that banded together five years ago to pool their philanthropy it was a handful of of guys out to lunch one day who just got talking and said, we don't think our people feel connected to what we're doing in the community and how we're making an impact. What would it look like if we joined forces? And so they did. And um, what they their model was that every company in their organization would raise money, they would pool it, and then they would have an application process where nonprofits could come and um, apply to be their partner for a year or two and so we applied um, to, be, to be a partner and um, we, we were notified that, that we were the ones they chose. We were really excited and as we sat around the table kind of charting out what that next year would look like, um, they talked about two things. They talked about wanting incredible volunteer opportunities. They wanted a, a way for their people to touch the bricks and mortar of this place and to be really, really deeply connected. And they also talked about not wanting to simply come along one year and make a big donation that got frittered away and then we wouldn't have the next year, but they talked about wanting that donation, which 
was going to be a considerable sum of money, maybe $200,000. They talked about wanting it to leave. They kept saying, we want to leave Charlotte Rescue Mission better than we found it. So what is it you're doing here that we could be a part of that would kind of leave our stamp? Because we are going to go away in a year. You know, this is a year partnership, so we want to leave you better than we found you. And they lived up to that promise. So um, they thousands and thousands and thousands of volunteer hours. I mean, they've just been all over both campuses for the last um, couple of years now. And so they made their big check presentation at the end of the first year. I think it was $180,000. And we were kind of sitting around at one of our last meetings thinking about, you know, what it was going to be like to part ways because we'd enjoyed working together so much. And after the meeting, the chair of the steering committee um, came up to me and he said, you know, what would it look like if we stayed with you for a couple more years and got that cafe up and running? And Christy Baker and I were there, burst into tears, like on the spot, even knowing he didn't have permission or any backing or anything. He just kind of went out on a limb and was like, what would that look like? And so after some conversation, we decided what that would look like is that they would commit a million dollars of startup funding to this new venture and they would stay with us for five years or however long it took to get to that million dollars and so they have been not only our biggest financial partner in this but I would say our biggest champion I mean they are just in love with this concept they are so excited to leave their mark here in Uptown Charlotte with something tangible um, so they They've been a great, great partner. Talk about what you know it could potentially be for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Mm -hmm. This ability to connect with not just the folks that we serve, but yeah. a larger community. Yeah. You know, I, I think first and foremost for me, everything we do always has, has to come back to the residents we serve. Everything. And it's so easy in nonprofits to get distracted by new shiny objects. And I think we've tried to be really rigorous about this process, making sure that we weren't being distracted from our core mission by something that was really exciting. And you know, who doesn't love a coffee shop right on your campus where we can all hang out and drink coffee during the workday. So it's it's been this like constant kind of bringing us back to the center, to the core. And as we've talked to residents and we've talked to graduates, um, just understanding that this is a new and different way to pour into the journey that they're on, knowing that it's a little longer on-ramp for them, for people who really need that, and maybe we can actually improve our chances of long-term success with people who go through our main programs and then go through this. So first and foremost, um, I want to make sure that this is something that's feeding um, our main program and helping the men and women we serve, but I think it was actually Community Matters that helped me think about this in a different way too. They, um, you know, as all this was coming about, Charlotte was in such a state of turmoil. You know, this was not long after the Keith Lamont Scott shooting and um, riots, and you could just feel the, the heartbreak that they had for their city that they love so much. And, you know, we had many, many conversations about the fact that we live in a very, very segregated and divided community. We are often segregated not only by race, but by, um, by income, our neighborhoods, our schools, the places that we hang out, 
we all hang out with people who are just like us. And that gives us a flawed perception of, of humanity and of other people and of understanding their stories. And so I think all the way along, we've also had this thought that this is a place where people are gonna rub elbows who might not normally rub elbows. Mm -hmm. And this is a place that could potentially shatter some stereotypes when you know a bank executive comes down to have a business lunch and is served by somebody who was formerly incarcerated and addicted to cocaine and living on the streets. And he discovers a shared humanity and he discovers a shared story. And, and I think that can be really, really powerful because we deal in stereotypes all day long in the media, but those stereotypes are shattered when you can look somebody in the eye and see a human being. And so I think that's the other very real thing is that people who might not normally come to a Charlotte Rescue Mission to serve or volunteer will come to that cafe and they will have a chance to maybe um, hear some stories, have some stereotypes changed, um, just be impacted in, in ways that I think we can't imagine. And so the other part I'm really, really excited about is this community space we're building in the back. There'll be some flex space that we can close off, we can do meetings and lunch groups and neighborhood functions, and I think we all have a sense that you know, what better place for us as a community to even foster some hard conversations, to bring people together and start with the idea that we're human beings with shared humanity and try to understand each other's stories. Um, so it turned out, you know, that the name Community Matters was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was just perfect. I think at the beginning we thought, Oh, I don't know how that'll work. And then as we started talking more about it, we realized that the name just echoes everything that we're trying to create in this space. What's well, been a fun story or an encounter with either a donor or just something unexpected that's happened along the way in the last couple, two years? Oh, so, so many. Um, one of my funniest memories is the first thing I had to do in order to convince people that we might actually be able to do something with that building was get rid of all the junk. And so we decided we'd have a Charlotte Rescue Mission garage sale one Saturday in April, two years ago. And um, oh my gosh, it was a mess. It was a mess. I mean, we had cars everywhere, people everywhere. We had, you know, all kinds of donated and broken furniture and stuff. I mean, just years and years and years worth of stuff. Um, and, and so that was just a really, really funny day, just trying to get rid of all that stuff. And we did, we made, we made a few dollars, but more importantly, we got the building emptied in kind of a creative way. So that was a lot of fun. Um, the stories about the donors for this have just been remarkable. Um, people coming out of the woodwork who hear about what we're doing and want to help and whether that's through donating items or discounting services they provide or giving monetary donations. Um, we've been incredibly blessed to see a lot of our church partners step up and make an additional gift above and beyond their normal support. And again, I think, I think they see that sense of community. They see, yes, the life skills and the job skills, but they also see this place in Uptown Charlotte that, that could be really cool and so we have a lot of churches getting excited about having meetings here and small groups and and things like that too so i'll start a story and you can finish it because you'll understand when i start that my wife works at a chick-fil-a as an 
catering director and a customer interrupted or listened to a conversation that she was having with a coworker about the cafe and what we were in the middle of and handed a card to her. He ultimately wound up being a flooring contractor that was working mm -hmm. with our general contractor and has donated a significant in the tens of thousands of dollars of flooring and labor and tile and it's just mm -hmm. incredible the ongoing process that we're beginning to see unfold and it's coming to the end but we had a chance to encounter Ryan Rosa who's the owner of the company last week and his perspective shifted us and helped us understand that community and that relationship better. Maybe you could talk about that just for a second. Yeah, I think so often in this work, I'm so focused on, on being grateful to donors and thanking them. And so as I was sort of gushing all over him and thanking him for this work, he, he kind of stopped me in my tracks and said, no, you don't understand what this is doing for our company. And, and I must have looked puzzled because he went on to say, you know, we deal in a business with, you know, a lot of stress and every day there's orders and delays and inventory and upset customers and, you know, job timelines and all this stuff and people get all worked up and all stressed. And I always say to them, you know, a couple weeks from now, this isn't gonna matter. You know, it was a little stuff, it'll be gone. And he said, this year, we're gonna come to the end of this project and know that we had a chance to do something that mattered, that lasted and it puts all the rest of that stuff in perspective for our employees. And so I just thought that was really cool that that we are so, so, so grateful, but he is also grateful for the chance to, to pour into the community in that way. And so there's just been story after story. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about is the chance to introduce a whole new audience of people to the work of Charlotte Rescue Mission. Um, I think people don't always know really what we do and sort of the breadth and the depth and the magnitude of what happens behind these walls and they'll come down for a tour and we all laugh about it because the refrain is always, I had no idea you did all this. <laughs> and so this just gives us one more way to introduce people and it's so easy and it's so non-threatening to just say, hey, come on down and see me and have a cup of coffee. And I'm really excited, Ed, that you and your team and our designers and our contractors, we're gonna embed the story of who we are in that building. I don't think you'll be able to be in that building and not catch the heart of Charlotte Rescue Mission. Excellent.